kind of short and kind of square Through the foam in his mustache His voice filled the air Talking about the state of mind, son Talking about the state of Jefferson It's a wave on a dusty road It's a logger's heavy load It's a cattle on the hill It's a range full of thrills It's a way of life Settles in your soul Settles in your soul In your soul It does it better settle in your soul It'll better settle somewhere because the way California is going Everybody will be settling somewhere else. Good morning. Terry Raposa here. Jefferson State of Mind, broadcasting live from KCNR 96.5 FM, 1460 AM. Your talk radio. We're streaming live, and it's podcasted and archived to where you can hear it all over the world. Everybody. Yep. Anyway, um, I am here with my, oh, I'm not here with my partner. My partner isn't here. Unless my partner is Harvey the Rabbit, who's invisible. Maybe I'll just pretend like one is here. How you doing, Wen? Good, buddy. Yeah. No, no. You can't say that on the radio, Wen. What? Yeah. Yeah, we have a meeting Monday night. Of course we do. Yep. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Don't be so pushy. Gee, Merry Christmas. 2570 South Bonneview Road at 6 o'clock at the Patriot Meeting. This Monday night, we will be having the third installment of Fire, Power, and Money, which is the story of PG&E. And I think that, uh, oh, the ghost is here. The ghost of Thanksgiving past has just rolled in. Anyway, we're having our meeting on Monday night, and we will be having the third installment of this program that was done by ABC and done quite well, as a matter of fact. Very interesting. That's about a half an hour long. Very, very good. And we'll have some updates on things. Good morning, Wynn. Good morning. The real Wynn. Good morning. Hey, I'm sorry I'm late, but a lady was, um, her car broke down in the middle of the road, and she was on her way to church. So I helped her push her car out of the road and, wow. and waited until she was able to call AAA to come help her out. So another lady that knows her stopped and saw her car, so she was waiting with her. I wasn't going to leave her by herself. So. That's my reason for being tardy. That's okay, buddy, because um, being perpetually tardy is something that you live for, I think. No. But it's okay. When was the last time I was tardy? Today. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, today we had a, a little fun before you came in. We had you as our imaginary co-host. I heard you. Did you? Roger Rabbit. It was fun. <laughs> no, Harvey the Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. But Roger Rabbit was a good one. That was a good uh, one. Roger. I'm Roger. Roger was good. He was good. <laughs> I'll be Roger he, Rabbit. What was Roger? I think Roger was like a detective or something. Was that yeah, Roger he Rabbit? he was a gangster. <laughs> was he a gangster? <laughs> Looney Tunes. Anyway, good Disney. job, Wynn. That was good to take care of that. And we had some fun anyway. I knew you'd be here, buddy. No problem. I can take it. Gosh, now I feel terrible. Sue and I were having so much fun with that. We were laughing. I'm Hi, used, Sue. I'm used to you Good morning. That. I'm used to you doing that to me. Oh, All you're not used time. to it. Come on, boy. Mm-hmm. All the time. Ask Sally. She'll, she'll uh, back me up. Sally won't back you up on anything today. <laughs> By the way, Sally's in Facebook jail. 
I know. She, she's now a criminal. What the hell? Yeah. Apparently, she uh, the uh, video we did of Mark on eternal vigilance, and we had Mark uh, who did this video, Mark Baird, and what happened is that she shared it out to, I think, about 25 different pages, and Facebook said, no, 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 you can't do that. So either they didn't like her sharing that much, or they didn't like her... Sharing it, period. Sharing it, period, or they didn't like Mark's message, which was about eternal vigilance and liberty and all those great things that he talks about. Any one of those three. Any one of those three. So we don't know, except she's in Facebook jail till February 1st, and she's on appeal. Now, it was great, though, because <laughs> Jack, Jack Parsons of El Dorado County did send us a cake with a file in it. But I tried to, <laughs> tried to tell him, we just, there's no way that we can get her out of Facebook jail doing that. But thank you anyway, Jack. We love you, brother. Poor Stolly. Uh, I know, poor baby. But anyway, she's got some great, great songs here. We're gonna, we're gonna play one here at the first break that everybody's really gonna like in honor of Thanksgiving. We'll do it at the first break. So when you're talking yeah. about liberty, yes, liberty, you know that we should all have. Mm -hmm. You get to go to jail for that. What does that tell you? I don't know. Yeah, they're in the pockets. You think? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Um, if you haven't seen it, NBC did do a small, a short documentary on the state of Jefferson, uh, Dasha. Um, Abby and Jason mm -hmm. were the three um, reporters that came out, and the three amigoettes <laughs> amigo, amigo and amigo. And uh, they came out here, and they did a really good job, I think, a fair, as, I guess as fair as uh, NBC can be. Um, they did this documentary that is all over Facebook, and uh, Sally's been sending it out where she can. And so we want to encourage you folks who we send it to, that NBC documentary, you need to send that out to everybody you know everybody's dog, parakeet, everybody you know on earth. Because part of the problem we're having is really getting the word out on Jefferson, and I really believe that in January of 2020, things are really going to explode for us in a very, very good way. For two reasons. First of all, this uh, video that, uh, that you'll all be watching that NBC made on the documentary uh, is something everybody can get their hands on. Uh, we also have a documentary that was made by the ACLJ, which is Jay Sekulow, of course, and Terry Miles, uh, who is uh, the attorney who helped us with the con, uh, there was 50-some-odd uh, nonprofits that were attacked by the IRS. Attacked by the IRS? Yes. And uh, you know, remember, Laura, remember Obama? You know, there isn't a smidgen of evidence. Lowe's well, learner. Yep, yep. Well, that smidgen of evidence became a whole lot of evidence because the IRS apologized to Pecan. Uh, Pecan got their 501c3 uh, standing because of the ACLJ. Thank you very much, Jay Sekulow. Got a letter from him, by the way, and the video of the documentary that they just did that has been put out worldwide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that documentary is now out. Uh, it's really neat. Um, we're going to be sharing that probably in the next couple of weeks at the Patriot meeting at 2570 South Bonneville Road at the church that shall remain nameless. So um, that's a pretty exciting thing. Mark Kent, our very own Mark Kent uh, of the uh, of Sovereign Minds, and uh, also the I think he's the president of Pecan, um, and what a great guy he is. He's done a great job in putting together the 501c4 yep. for the CFR court case and the 501c3 Pecan, uh, and uh, went back to Nashville and is on that video. He's a movie star, <laughs> movie star Mark. He's famous. Uh huh. And uh, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. He uh, he, he does a good job in there, now. wearing his Jefferson garb. Yep, yep. And um, when you have a copy of that, yes, yes, sir. And uh, and so it, that's a really neat thing. The other thing is, is that 
uh, David Linville, who is uh, a uh, movie maker and producer uh, who came to visit Sal Wynn and I yep. about two and a half months ago to put the final touches on a documentary he's been working on for three years for PBS. Mm-hmm. So, And PBS is going to show this documentary on Jefferson. It's around, I want to say about just just under 30 minutes. Uh, and we're excited about that. So there's a lot of great things happening. But what we really need to do when we get back from the uh, break, which we're going to go on in just a minute or so, is we need to talk about some of the local things that are happening. But I did want to share with everybody uh, what was going on with those three very exciting uh, things that uh, we have. And, and, we, and we have Rally Sally on the line. We need to get oh. her on here real quick first. Good morning, Rally Sally. How are you doing? Good, Good morning. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to let everybody know that we will be showing the NBC documentary tomorrow night at oh. the meeting, along with the uh, firepower and money video. Oh, it's, there you go, there you go. Yeah, it's only about ten minutes long, but right. it's, it's a great little video. So we wanted people to see it as soon as we could get it out there. Perfect. Oh, that's great news, honey. Okay, we will go ahead and make sure we get that on Sovereign Minds and everywhere. Yeah. Hey, yeah. folks, the NBC documentary on Jefferson, 10 minutes long, tomorrow night, 2570 South Bonneview Road at 6 o'clock. Yes. Yes. Yes, there you go. Hey, and, perfect. Uh, well, thank you, Sally. Anything thank you, else? darling. Anything else going on, Sally? Oh, she's gone. Yeah. Uh, they must have cut her off in jail. They only gave her <laughs> one little call to call out. <laughs> she hasn't found it. But she did put a song together for us. A very good song, win, which I think you'll really like. Did she sing it? No, but we're going to go to the break early just so we can play the, a little bit of the song. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Here you go. And we're gathered round. Little children make a joyful sound. And there's no school and we get to play. And we're all thankful for this day. Except for the turkey. La, 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 la. Except the turkey. There's a wreath of leaves on the front door, and we all say what we're thankful for. There's such good food, and there's such great fun, and there's such big smiles on everyone, except for the turkey. La, 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 except for the turkey. We all join hands and sing this song with happy hearts and a love that's strong. We bow our heads and we have our feast. It's a lovely day to say the least. Except for the turkey. La 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 la. Except for the turkey. So if you're a turkey and you're still alive, you might kinda wanna hide. Or soon you'll probably be dead meat on this festive day or what we eat. So fly away to a distant land where people think turkeys are grand. Spread your wings and soar up high. This is Carl on the Bot, and there's only one place you will find a new Sleep Number Dual Temp Layer Bed. That's right, Sleep Number and Redding. Be sure to go in and see them in the Target Shopping Center next to the Vitamin Shop. My Sleep Number is 40, and I feel great. Right now they're making room, so go in and receive huge savings on all Sleep Number memory foam and iSeries bed sets. My Sleep Number is 55. Go find yours today. Sleep number in the Target Center next to the Vitamin Shop. Aloha. This is Kevin, Operations Manager at Maui Bob's Office Cleaning. A professionally cleaned business sends a message to your paying customers. It says you are a company that cares about your image and always presenting the very best impression. Time after time, I've talked to clients who shopped for the lowest price and after a few months realized that their professional image was suffering. They didn't know who was actually coming into their offices to do the cleaning, and they just weren't getting the value they were paying for. 
Be wary of big-name companies that take your money, then hire unknown contractors to do the work. Since 1987, Maui Bob's Office Cleaning, your local professionals, have been offering the best in office cleaning by our screened, bonded, and insured staff. Take pride in your business and say aloha to your customers with the professional cleaning services from Maui Bob's Office Cleaning. Call 221-5868-221-5868, MauiBob'sOfficeCleaning.com. Did you know that California was never supposed to be just one state? Before the state was formed in 1850, there was discussion of forming three states instead of one. California has an area larger than seven East Coast states combined, and it takes 14 hours to drive from one end of the state to the other. California is simply too large to govern. Rural communities are being outvoted by more densely populated areas. The state of Jefferson is the solution. Please visit SOJ51.net to show your support. One, two, three. Up in the hills of Northern California We believe America is the home of the brave What we got is earned by working it and handed out for free we stand for the flag and pledge our allegiance for the last of a dying breed. Last of a dying breed. <laughs> 300 miles from nowhere, at least that's what it seems. Stay to Jefferson. Sing it with me one time now. Jefferson. Got a lot of great people making a lot of great songs about Jefferson, don't we, partner? We do. We have a lot of talented souls out there doing good work, and, except for the turkey. <laughs> well, Jimmy's a drummer. Jimmy's a drummer. Two hands is a drummer. Yeah, yeah Jimmy Two Hands is right. a drummer. He is. Cool. Anyway, um, uh, during the break, Wen and I were talking about something that we heard yesterday that just happened, and that is, are you guys ready for this? <laughs> I'm going to preface this a little bit. We... We seem to have a tendency to talk about what's going on with the impeachment, with what's going on with the government, with what's going on with the, with uh, you know um, all the stuff and uh, all the bad stuff going on for the president, all the bad stuff going on that's federal, all the stuff that we really don't have a lot of control over. That doesn't mean we shouldn't be aware, and it doesn't mean that we shouldn't pay attention. But right in our own backyard, where we have it in most communities, in most cities. In the state of California is where the real problem is. And as of yesterday, are you ready for this? Red Bluff is number three in crime. Red Bluff is number three out of 470 cities in California in crime. Number three. Redding is number 17. And I think Redding would probably be higher if we didn't have the simple fact that a lot of people don't report crimes. I was just telling my partner over here, I saw three crimes just the other day. Yeah. Right? I was driving <laughs> to a customer. I never would have thunk it because I feel totally safe going to Red Bluff. I like Red Bluff. Well, you feel safe going anywhere because 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. Somebody try something, they're not going to be so good. <laughs> but, I mean, third. Can you believe that, partner? Third. Third. We're 17, and there's 470 cities. Now, that doesn't include towns, such as Cottonwood, for example. Okay. Cottonwood is a town. Right. Uh, they're, they're basically considered a community. Yeah, because they're not incorporated. Exactly correct. Yep. So how many more of those? And Red Bluff is number three, and this isn't per capita, folks. Now, we have a, uh, a tax coming out that uh, Nick Gardner has been, uh, he sort of uh, brought this thing to light saying, hey, we need a jail. Uh, there's a lot of things that we could talk about as far as that goes, but the real deal is is that uh, we have this tax coming up, and there's three issues I have with, and I want to throw this out to my partner now to you guys. If you have questions on this, uh, and I think it's important, and it is local, and yeah, it does pertain to Shasta County, but it's a, it's it's rampant through all the counties in Jefferson, and another good reason for Jefferson. So I'm going to run this by, and then if you have a question, 605-4567, 605-4567. First of all, uh, Nick had talked about having a tax just for a jail, which I agree with. Um, Joe Comenti uh, put together something, and what he did is instead of going to the people and saying, what do you want, he went to the bureaucracy, the DA, the sheriff, uh, the Board of Supervisors, blah, 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 to see what they wanted. And, of course, everybody wants a little piece of the action. Everybody wants money for their particular um, uh, department. So Joe goes and does it that way. We get this tax that we're supposed to raise somewhere around $30 million a year with. Uh, Nick and I were both on Carl Bott's show last week, and Carl made the comment that, well, we, you know, we can't just get a jail because we don't have enough money. We couldn't ever have enough money. It'd be ninety million, is what he said. Ninety million. Yeah, I mean that's what he said. So I, I would imagine he got that information probably from uh, from Joe or from somebody. I'm not, well, I don't want to speculate a person, but from somebody he got. He said we couldn't do it that way, and he said, "What do you suggest?" Well, we suggested a lot of things. Um, we suggested a good deterrent would be open carry, but that's a whole other subject. We also suggested the fact that Patrick Jones had a very good idea, and that is that we need to maybe farm some of these prisoners out to other counties and states uh, that, that have open beds that are willing to take them, and frankly, a cheaper price than we, than we pay to have them here. Now, the argument the sheriff had, <clears throat> the argument he had was basically that, well, they only want our good prisoners. What? <laughs> they only want our good ones. Okay, well, you guys keep complaining about the same 300 that are on the street, which apparently I'm, I guess they are in jail and on the street at the same time because these 300 we can't keep off the street. Well, how about you get rid of some of the ones that aren't so bad to other counties and other states, right, and yeah. save a little money and then take the bad guys that you keep complaining about, the 300 on the street, and put them in jail? Would that make any sense? Sure. Just saying. You know, um, and then the other thing was the fact that, uh, you know, we're giving money to probation, and, you know, pro that's a whole different animal. I know that Carl's been trying to get the probation uh, department on uh, the radio forever, uh, but that hasn't happened. And it looks like we have Nick Gardner on the phone. Nick, how hey, are you, buddy? Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Nick. Hey, you know, you mentioned about uh, uh, going to the uh, departments and asking what they want. And it really boils down to the same thing as education. Give us more money and we'll, we'll cure it. And nothing ever seems to be, get cured. Now, you mentioned the 90-some million for a jail. Uh, Carl Bott said that they had a, uh, a jail proposal for 250 that would cost, I think, about 64, 68 million. 
And then they had, uh, they were thinking of a 90-bed jail, uh, what was it, uh, 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 300-bed jail for about $98 million. Yeah, dollars. And the next day on the show, he said that uh, Cominti had uh, messaged him that they were now looking at a 500-bed jail. My position is that's fine and dandy. Look all you want. But in this bill, and I'll have it with me tomorrow night at the Patriots meeting, in this bill, this proposal, it says to build up to 500 beds. And it doesn't uh, specifically say that they're going to build a jail. Up to 500 beds could be 50, although I would expect more than that. And then they don't specify what a jail bed is. They want to count the work camp as a jail bed and rehab and navigation center as a jail bed. And if you look all up and down California, you know, those things are fine and dandy, but they're not carrying the crime problem. And my position has always been to, to cut down the crime problem is lock them people up and not just the 300 bad guys. I want to lock up the guy that's pooping on the street. <laughs> I want to lock up the guy that's uh, shooting up out in front of the library. These aren't acceptable behaviors, and if you don't lock them up for six months, they, they just figure they can get away with it. You know, and another thing Carl brought up was that uh, fellow that uh, uh, pulled the knife down there at the library after calling a colored person a bad name, not a colored person, a black person, Lori, a uh, bad name, and he'd been arrested twice, and he'd been here two weeks from Seattle or not Seattle, Florida. I got to reading on here, there was a guy that was uh, arrested the 22nd of October for being in a big fight up in front of Rayleigh's and beating up one of the clerks so bad he had to go to the hospital. The dog, our good uh, police dog, chased him down, and uh, they cornered him at McDonald's. He was from Seattle. Uh, to me, you know, that tells me these places are sending their, their low-down polecat coyotes to us, and we need to put a stop to that, and it's been going on for a long time. Well, how come we don't have some kind of a presentation by the uh, governmental agencies that are, you know, begging and screaming for money? Why don't they do a full-on presentation that can be videoed that people can watch on local television news station where they can broadcast it, whether it's on Channel 9 or Channel 7, Channel 12, whatever, and people can actually see it from home. They don't have to go attend the meeting live. They can see it, and then the people can decide for themselves, uh, given what's presented, as to what's legitimate and what's going to work and what's not going to work. Why don't they do that after they do a complete forensic audit of the county? Well, you know, another thing that troubles me, I listened to Peter yesterday on Pete Peter's show, and Peter went to the Wednesday uh, uh, town hall they had, and he said when it came to question and answer time, they had you write down the questions, and they selected which questions they uh, uh, preferred to answer. And to me, that's like slanting the boat. Uh, oh, it is, you know, and that's exactly correct. It's kind of like, you know, the sheriff, when we were talking about open carry, first of all, he comes on the program and says, well, you know, we have 10,000 CCWs. We asked him why he didn't trust those people with open carry. He said, well, you know, basically it would make my officers nervous, and I think, so a concealed carry is tactically superior. Well, now you fast forward to last last week when he was on the radio program, and we asked him the same question. I know Mark Baird called in. I called in. Um, Bob Holsinger called in. A lot of people called in and asked him, hey, what if you trust these people with the um, with the discernment to use their gun if it's concealed, what's the difference if they think with their discernment that they should open carry in an area where they, they – 
would feel like they could protect themselves and their family. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, and I went to the part about how he said concealed carry was superiorly tactical. It was a tactical superiority. Why did he not uh, have his officers conceal carry? And then he comes on once and he says, oh, because it's, it's open and they can see the gun. Well, okay, so which is it, Tom? Is it concealed carry better, open carry better? Well, what, what about when the detectives who are in their street clothes have their badge on their belt and also their gun exposed? What's the difference there? If they're in their street clothes, they're wearing their gun exposed. It's open carry. So a detective who is wearing street clothes has open carry. Yeah, I've seen that a hundred times. Yeah. So what's the difference between that and then the sheriff in uniform and a sovereign citizen wearing open carry? Well, he's retiring, so we're going to get his heir apparent most likely. So and he's retiring. He'll be gone. And so, you know, we're going to have that situation of... Perpetual retirements. In well, yeah, you know, states. and the problem with that is that once you appoint a guy, you now end up with an incumbent, don't you? Because if this guy's appointed, you don't have to vote for him. You have to vote for him. He'll be in office for a couple of years, and a non-informed voter, which is a Majority. sad state of yeah, sad state of uh, affairs. of affairs. Yep. Um, anyway, that that's what happens there. But uh, anyway, Nick, are you still there? He's gone. He's, he's gone. He's napping. <laughs> Thank you, Nick, for your yeah. call and Looks your information. Looks like we have somebody else on the, on the phone here. And all your scrambling. diligent work that you do oh, to keep Mark. things going. Is that Mark? I appreciate it. Is Thank that you, Mark? It does. Kimasabi, is that you, sir? Good morning, Mark. Yeah, it is. How are you guys doing today? Good, so buddy. How are you good. doing? Oh, good. I just want to respond to a couple of things. First of all, the Senko's uh, uh, comments on the Second Amendment. First of all, it, it, to me, it, it's irrelevant um, what he thinks or what anyone thinks or what the argument is, whether this is tactically superior or that's tactically superior, quite frankly, all that's situational anyway. And when you're talking about uh, someone who has winter clothes on and three layers of shirts and they have to somehow peel all that stuff back to get at their firearm, that doesn't seem very tactically superior to me. And second of all, the right's the right. And there's been a lot of discussion lately, and, and even myself, I mistakenly bought into this because it's all you hear, is that the core right of the Second Amendment is this, or the core right of the Second Amendment is that. But really, the Second Amendment has no core right because it's very clear, and it's in plain English. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, the prefatory clause to that is uh, regards to the militia, that justifies the right, perhaps. But if the state controls the militia, then it's not a right, it's a power. So the militia clause very clearly refers to a disorganized militia, not something the state has anything to do with. And who are the militia, in the words of Light Horse Harry Lee? They are the body of all the people, appropriately armed. So Basinko's words mean nothing to me. He's a liar and a hack. Um, and he somehow convinced people that he was a constitutional sheriff, as did most of the sheriffs in California, because they're, they turned their back on the Constitution, particularly the Second Amendment. And we will fight to free, <clears throat> freely exercise our liberty, as outlined in the, in the Bill of Rights of the Constitution of the United States, which clearly Heller applies um, to uh, the carry of a weapon, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg says there is to carry on one's person in one's clothes or in a pocket any instrument 
that is capable of offensive or defensive action in the event of conflict with another person. And McDonald versus D.C. clearly attaches the Second Amendment to the states. In other words, the states shall not abridge the guaranteed constitutional liberty that is uh, codified by the Second Amendment but given us by our God. There is no core right. Your right is the right of defense against conflict or tyranny. That is your right. And I don't care what smarmy little jerks like Basinko say about tactical superiority or why police need more access to defense than you do. And here was another statement that really made me angry. Um, well, my officers are going to calls for service, and they might need instant access to their firearm. Well, statistically, it's very clear that when violent confrontation occurs, you need instant access to your firearm, whether you're a police officer or chuckles the clown. I mean, if you're in the Walmart parking lot and somebody goes to beat the heck out of your wife and take her purse with an iron pipe, don't you need instant access to your firearm just as though you were, you know, one of the blessed, the police officers who have no duty and no responsibility to protect you from anything anyway? I think that's probably the best argument I've ever heard. I think what you just said, Kimasavi, was so spot on. Since when do the people that we hire to do that job have more right than we do to protect themselves. Since when? And you're absolutely since right. Never. That's right. That's when. Since it, never. Since never. And, you know, you're, that's just the greatest point. Um, I mean, it's, it's just simple logic. I mean, really, truly, you're saying that a policeman has more right to protect. Well, he's under, he's under harm's way more. Well, is he really? Is he really? I mean, I, I, driving home from seeing a customer, the other day, I, a guy was hassling a, a, a girl on the sidewalk, screaming and yelling at her and freaking out. Well, you know, he, he was standing there. He was holding something. I didn't quite see what it was. But, our, I mean, that's okay. That, I mean, she doesn't have a right to defend herself. And then a couple of guys sitting there and are arguing over as they hold needles on the side of the road. I mean, seriously? Really, Sheriff, ex-Sheriff almost, are you serious? And he did say that his officers get nervous when they see open carry because it was so throw. I can't. I can't really remember the exact words he used. Maybe you can, Mark. But he said something about it would throw their equilibrium off or something. I yeah, I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but but um, you know, I used to be a peace officer a, a while back and uh, never made me nervous to see a gun. And if you get nervous when you see a gun, and your job is law enforcement, maybe you're in the wrong business. And Walmart is always hiring greeters, and you can get a job flipping burgers at any McDonald's in town. Your job is to discern the bad guy from the good guy, no matter what the good guy is carrying, and no matter what the bad guy is carrying. That is part of your training and your job. Well, hypothetically speaking... If you can't do that job, get out of the business. Well, hypothetically speaking, if you live in a town of 700 in Idaho, uh, they probably don't have a Walmart to hire you. Just saying. Of course, there's nobody moving right away. That was a, unbelievable. And they have these town halls, Mark, that they have for this new tax they want to pass. And the questions are like like Nick was saying, you know, they answer the questions they want to answer. And I, I still haven't heard an answer to anything, uh, really and truly. But we're going to have to go off to a break. Mark, would you please hang on? Sure. Great. Okay, we got to go off to a break because time has come. 51. And we got to keep Susie out of trouble. Yeah. But I 
When I turned 18, I couldn't wait to vote. After all, voting is a privilege for all Americans, right? Then I did the math. Did you know that the northern third of California only has three out of 80 seats in the Assembly and three out of 40 seats in the Senate? Northern California has no representation, and my vote doesn't count. Splitting from California and forming the state of Jefferson is the only remedy. Please visit SOJ51.net for more information. Please donate now to help restore representation. The average adult has issued 32 troopers that with proper care and just a little discipline should serve you well during your entire tour of duty on this planet. They're called your teeth. But when your platoon gets out of line, holes in the formation, or other problems, you need to call in an expert like General, uh, Dr. William Farrell. With decades of experience keeping those troops in line and executing their assigned duties properly and dependably. If you'd rather not be there while he reestablishes order amongst the troops, Dr. Farrell offers sedation dentistry. He and his highly trained staff will whip your troops into shape without any discomfort. And having served himself in both the Navy and the Marine Corps, Dr. Farrell offers special consideration to veterans. Let him take the best care of your platoon of teeth, and they will serve you always. Call 547-5757 or visit palocedrodentistry.com. At ease. And for a limited time, Dr. Farrell is offering x-ray, exam, and cleaning for just $175. Call 547-5757 to schedule your visit. The Reading Rancheria Senior Nutrition Program provides socialization, transportation, and free meals to eligible Native American elders and their spouses. Our program celebrates Native elders through cultural activities, entertainment, exercise, and education. Elders can dine together here and will deliver meals to those who are unable to attend. The Reading Rancheria Senior Nutrition Program is free. Discover the services available to you or your elders at ReadingRancheria.com. Did you know that Article 4, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution lays out the framework for the state of Jefferson's plan to split California? A state can be formed from the land within another state if the state legislature and Congress approve it with a simple majority vote. Fifty-one percent is all it takes. Your vote doesn't count in Northern California. California is broken and the time has come for 51. Please visit SOJ51.net and donate now to show your support. Celebrating 20 years in business, Five Star Bank is a community business bank serving small to medium-sized businesses and is a champion of local economic development and community stewardship. Five Star Bank was founded in 1999 by a group of local entrepreneurs who wanted to create personalized banking services inspired by shared vision and goals. Today, Five Star Bank is among the top 5% of performing banks in the nation for banks of its size. Five Star Bank proudly serves farmers, ranchers, and growers in the agricultural community, commercial real estate developers, and construction, those who lead nonprofits and churches and entrepreneurs in emerging technology. Five Star Bank is also committed to small businesses through a robust SBA department. They understand that when it comes to business, timing is critical. Their sense of urgency and speed to serve are part of the foundation of their success. Visit fivestarbank.com and visit your local branch at 358 Hartnell in Reading. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Sharon Clark of Home Helpers. It's amazing to look back at all the families we've touched since 2004, but our clients say it best. I want to express my deep appreciation for the love and support you and your... So fortunate to have an organization like Home Helpers. You never know how much your contribution meant or how greatly you touched our lives. Thank you so much for helping me care for my husband. After hearing what it's meant to them, I truly can't imagine doing anything else. When you need help for your loved one, choose Home Helpers. There is no place like home. 
Colorado, if he take away, closes the door before the winterless are cold in, and wonders if her love is strong enough to make him stay. She's answered by the taillights shining through the window pane. He said, "I want to see you again, but I'm stuck in colder weather. Maybe tomorrow will be better. Can I call you then?" She said, "You're a rambling man, and you ain't ever gonna change. You got a gypsy soul to blame, and you were born for leaving." At a truck stop diner just outside of Lincoln. What a great song! What a great song! Sally Lou has a whole thing when we travel, and we're gonna go see our youngest daughter. She's having a party. What's new, right? Uh, down in the Bay Area, and uh, we're gonna go see her. And Sally always has great music she puts on there, you know. Except for the turkey. No, especially the turkey. Especially the turkey. I don't know, Mark, did you get to hear our opening song, Except for the Turkey? Yeah, um, yeah I heard it. I thought it was pretty fun. Anyway. <laughs> In colder weather, except for the turkey. No, they come out of cold weather. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a freezer. Thank you, Sue. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. You're awesome. Anyway, yeah, Mark, you know, um, I, I, the government continually keeps taking our rights away. California isn't getting any better. The only answer is the state of Jefferson. And frankly, the only tool we have right now, or one of the tools, not the only tool, one of the tools we have right now is, is uh, getting the word out on what's been going on. Uh, we have our NBC documentary that will be playing tomorrow night at 2570 South Bonneview Road. Uh, and that was uh, something that you're, uh, you have a large part in, Mark, uh, excellent in it. Um, and it's just a, uh, it, it's important that we get that out. We get the con documentary out and the Jefferson documentary, that we get these things out. And people have to step up to the plate and, and, and get it going. I mean, that's one of the things that I think that, that we need to start understanding uh, in Jefferson, and that is, and Mark said it 100 times, we need 10,000 people. Uh, down at the at the Capitol. We need people getting involved and getting skin in the game. And one of the ways they can do that is contribute to the CFR case. And when you've got the information on that. Sure. Yeah, if they want to mail check, money order, cash, what have you, you can mail it to P.O. Box 751, Palisadro, 96073. Again, P.O. Box 751, Palisadro, 96073. You can also do the donations on the SOJA51.org website. You can do it through Facebook and um and PayPal, and GoFundMe. So there are ways of doing that. I, I, no, I don't mean Facebook. PayPal and GoFundMe, excuse me. And um, those can be done on the website as well. So please donate what you can when you can. Yeah, you know, and uh, getting back to what we were talking about before, 
uh, on the Second Amendment, Mark, I mean, everything you said was really spot on. It was totally spot on. And I, again, I, just a, a great observation in the fact of the things that our, that our ex-sheriff said, or almost soon to be ex-sheriff, uh, said about uh, the fact that his officers need ready access to their firearm. <laughs> I guess we know the citizens need that, do we? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, no, but, you know, according to the sheriff, uh, ordinary citizens don't need access to their rights at all because all you have to do is keep giving money, another tax here, another tax there, give us more money, we'll do a study, we'll have some meetings, we'll get staff involved, we'll build this, we'll build that, and all of a sudden all the problems that face the ordinary citizen will just go away because if you trust the nanny state, then you sheep can stay you know, uh, corralled in the very center of the pasture because you don't want to move too much towards the edges or else you won't be safe, you know. And we'll keep you safe as long as you don't move, don't think, don't act, don't walk, don't talk, and don't do anything that you step outside the boundary of what we allow in government. Oh, and by the way, keep the money coming because that's the only way we can really solve these problems is, is with more and more and more and more and more and more of your money to exacerbate the fact that the government doesn't work and hasn't for a long time. If judges did their job, the jail wouldn't be full, and you'd have more room for people swinging machetes at people walking down the trail. In fact, if the cops worked, there wouldn't be people swinging machetes at people walking down the trail. And if the sheriff's department worked, then there wouldn't be as many uh, crazy criminals running around the streets. And if the police department worked, there wouldn't be as many crazy criminals running around the street. So, you know, really, the government doesn't work because your liberty is your own responsibility, and give me money is not the answer to every problem in government. Um, in fact, the power to tax is the power to destroy, and it's also the power to empty the state of all productive people because you look at AB5 now, a bunch of my neighbors are losing their jobs as independent log truck drivers, independent insurance agents, and independent all kinds of things. So more people will be leaving the state as soon as AB5 hits bottom on January 1st because all independent contractors, or at least 99% of them, and their jobs are going to disappear. So giving the state money certainly isn't helping us because they're using our own money to strangle us into submission. Um, you know, Tom Basinko knows this. My sheriff knows it. They all know it. They just don't care. You're the only one that cares about your life. And remember the first rule of life. Nobody cares about your stuff as much as you do. That's right. So if you care about your things, if you care about your life and your job and the happiness of your family and your the ability of your children to grow up in the town where they were born and have lives of their own, you better act because this give-me-money philosophy is just not going to pan out in the end. In the end, the money will run out, and they'll sit there with their hand out while crime runs rampant and while your social fabric destroys itself with the new left and their educational uh, capture of your children. And then pretty soon you'll be standing there wondering, why the hell do I still live here too? Well, yeah, and it's a, it's a good point. You know, the way they ended that program with the sheriff on the other day that you called into is they ended that with the red flag law. And, uh, you know, another thing to where, you know, that's another good reason not to open carry. You know, what if you have your, your open carrying and you're talking to your neighbor uh, and uh, his dog pooped on your lawn? 
well, doesn't that come into the discernment process? I mean, and, and regardless, that shouldn't matter anyway, but this red flag law, 60 Minutes tonight at 7 o'clock is doing a special on that, and you know how that's mm-hmm. going to slant, right? <laughs> you know exactly how that's going to slant. That's very liberal. They have red flag laws in, in uh, communist countries now, and here's how it works. If you don't like your neighbor, you just turn him in for some imagined or perceived right. defense of the state. Then the cops kick his door in and drag him off to the gulag and take all his stuff. Oh, wow, that's cool, man. There's no due process. You don't have to worry about being able to confront your accuser or present evidence, or you don't worry about search warrants, certainly, and, and uh, the right to be uh, secure in your person's house and property. That's not a concern, and neither is cruel and unusual punishment, never mind the First and Second Amendment. So red flag laws, man, that's a convenient way to just get rid of the Bill of Rights momentarily when you want your neighbor to be persecuted for something you think he's guilty of, but there's no evidence to support that. What a wonderful concept. We can get rid of the Constitution in one fell swoop. Just tattle on your neighbor to the police, and they'll kick his door in and drag him away. Yeah, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, and, and the, the problem is is that we have so many, I mean, I think the political prisoner situation is getting to be even worse. Sally's now a, a prisoner of Facebook. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Yeah, I, I mean it's it's thought speech. It's it's you know it, it, I when I was a kid I read um, uh, 1984 and George Orwell's book 1984 and we used to laugh. We'd say oh you know there's no such thing as thought crime. There's no such thing as hate speech. And you know we laughed because we lived in a free America secured with the blood of the patriots that came before us. And we, we had a, a Declaration of Independence and a Constitution that was very difficult to change and that no one thought was a living document. And now that's all gone, everybody. That's gone. And unless you stand up and fight for what it was and what it meant to you, it's going to stay gone, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse until finally last one out, turn off the lights in the communist state of California. And you can blame ballot harvesting or whatever you want, but in point of fact, literally, in most elections in this state, about 10 or 15% of the rabid left tell the rest of us how the cow ate the cabbage. And unless we're willing to stop that through adequate representation and make God give us a new state in order to do that, this is going to keep going and going and going because nobody's doing anything about it. That's right. Hey, Mark, we have Lori on the line. We need to get to Lori. Hey, Lori, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Lori. Are you there? Hey, yes. Good morning, everyone. Quick question, um, and this does not have to go directly to Mark Baird, but just open discussion. What's the advice for people if they're looking at renewing their CCW for the second time, the third time, the fourth time, or do they think the applications going in for the renewal might not get signed off and okayed by sheriffs and so forth? So that's the question. Do we keep playing the game of renewal, renewal? Or do we just say, you know what, I've taken enough classes, I understand what's going on, um, I'm not going to pay in and take another renewal? What is the advice, the suggestions, or the thought on that? Do I hear crickets? Well, I, w- I would say that, um, if, you know, depending on your standing. I mean, if, exactly. you want, if, you want, if you want to know that you're in compliance, you know, with the local agency and the authorities in the, in the state, uh, than to do that. But if you also have a CCW in other states, I do. I have multiple other states. And in order for that to be um, valid in those other states, 
my current my local one has to be valid. So for me personally, I have to I have to keep playing the game and uh, being in there with uh, with the state uh, the local agency with the local county agency. So I have well, to do that. So for me personally, that's the only way I can do it. You're, well, here's my train of thought, and I'll hand it back. Is okay. that if they, if, meaning the sheriff or whoever's going to be signing off on these, will start to decline and deny yes, them? Yes, they can. What's the point now? If, I, I agree. Keep your guns. I, I, just, I agree. I'm very concerned about the, uh, well, yeah, the larger it, plan. And you're right. You have to be concerned because, as Pasenko said, um, you know, he said that yeah, the next sheriff could say, hey, you know what, Lori? Eh, I don't care. I'm not going to do these anymore. I don't want it. it makes my officers nervous to know you might be CCWing. Yes. You know, I mean, honest, honest to goodness, uh, we just we have to change this state. If we don't get this, President Trump, can you hear us? <laughs> no, man. President Trump, can you hear us? We are under a totalitarian government here. We have sheriffs who have their hands tied, and basically that's an excuse. We have sheriffs who don't have the courage to stand up for the Constitution. We have a California state that's in sedition, sedition, Title VIII, Code Section 1324. We have a a legislative body and a governor who is harboring and shielding illegals. That's a felony. We have plenty of felonies going on by our government. We have a, a senator, DeLeon, who says, oh, okay, pass whatever you want because they'll have to take us to court. President Trump, we need your help. We know you're going through all this stuff with impeachment. We know what's going on. We need your help. The state of California is in sedition. They are in sedition. Stonewall, what say you, sir? Hey, I think they're... Stonewall, what say you? Good morning, good morning, good morning. How is everybody today? Okay, what's up? Uh, Real quickly, I just, uh, as a resident nerd for the SOJ51.org website... Uh, I want to take the opportunity to ask all counties to get in touch with me uh, about uh, meeting dates and times. We've been uh, trying to get that all cleaned up, and there's a bunch of counties that I don't have current information for. So if you're out there listening and you're in a uh, uh, state of Jefferson County, please contact me through the website or nerdoboy, N-E-R-D-O-B-O-Y, at gmail.com. That's nerdoboy, N-E-R-D-O-B-O-Y, at gmail.com. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. We'll uh, also have that on the uh, agenda for the CCC call. So, Lori, what yep. say you? Lori's gone. Whoa, she is gone. Yep, yep. Okay, that's yeah, all right. It's gone. all right. But, Lori, it, it's a personal thing, so everybody has to decide what they're going to do and if they're going to comply or not. And there are a lot of folks that carry that are, um, don't have a CCW. Well, so here's, here's th- another thing. That's, oh, and that's okay, too, because the Constitution protects them. So use the Constitution. That is your right. You are a sovereign citizen. Uh, if you are a sovereign citizen of the U.S., sovereign citizen of the state of California, then you are absolutely in, in line to do that. But Even if you follow the Constitution of the United States and the California Constitution, California still will arrest you. We had a sheriff right. that said that's if he right. said our constitutional, ex-constitutional sheriff yeah. said in our patriot meeting, I know Mark Kent went off on this for quite some time on his on one of his programs, that if he saw somebody open carrying, he'd arrest them. There you go. Okay, so really and truly, we need to appeal to the president. There you go. We need to appeal to the president. 
I've had so many people tell me all across Jefferson, oh, you know, well, I think I have access to the president. I can write him a letter and blah, blah, blah. Well, write him a letter. You're in, you're in a state. They are making you move from your home and taking your rights away, and they will follow you as long as we allow this. We are allowing it. You have to have skin in the game. Well, and then that's the thing, too. If you're going to be moving to Idaho, there's a town up there that's looking to uh, ban Californians from coming in. No joke. I already saw it. Oh, okay, really? we have another caller. Dar, good morning, Dar. Dar How are you doing? Morning. Yes, good morning. Quick question. I, I was wondering, if you get stopped and cited for a traffic violation, can they take your CCW away from you? And that's it. We had one gentleman where that happened to him. Uh, they wouldn't renew a CCW because of an issue with a stop sign. Uh, so it depends on if wow. you're a political prisoner or not. Uh, you know, if the sheriff doesn't like you, I mean, you're screwed. You know, the, the, the real deal is, is we don't have any right folks. We listen to radio programs, and I, we've talked to all the media about this. In fact, we mentioned this in Carl Bott's show on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We have to start paying more attention to what's going on around us here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's great. I really, I, I like dogs. I like cats. I like, you know, I like all those things. I like, you know, chili. I like, you know, I like, uh, you know, entertainment. I like whatever's, I like honeybee festivals. Hey, the real deal is I like hearing Linda Bott sing. She's a great singer. But the real deal is we have to put ourselves in a position to where we can start talking about what's going on. And it's not about your truth or my truth. It's the truth. The truth is. I like my liberty more than I like anything else because without it, you don't have that option. You don't have the option, the opportunity, the freedom to like anything else. So, yeah, I like my liberty. Good point, Wynn. Mm-hmm. I like my liberty. Good point, because that's without liberty, we don't have anything else. That's right. And you know, and everybody's trying to skate down the road of, hey, maybe I can make it better economically, or maybe I can make it better this way or that way, or I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. It's always it might maybe. Hurt my business. It's always maybe, or what if, or when. We we had one interesting call uh, this weekend from uh, actually it was from uh, uh, another county talking about another county that they they work with. In this particular county, their board of supervisors, because at one time they had voted five to nothing Mm -hmm. uh, to uh, do the declaration for Jefferson, they did receive some um, uh, ramifications from the state of California. So now they're afraid. Well, you know what? We can be afraid all we want, folks. You can be afraid all you want, but they're coming for you. Get a backbone. Hello. (laughs) You know, I'm just so amassed with this. I mean, okay, well, they only want to take our good prisoners to another. Okay, let them take the good prisoners to another county, to another state. If they're so good, why are they prisoners? Yeah, and if they are, if they are, Sheriff, then why don't we have a situation to where we could put the real bad guys in jail? Not your political prisoners, but the real bad guys. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the thing that really has gotten to a point now. And Maury made a good point, folks. The new sheriff can come in here and say, you don't get CCWs. I'm just not going to issue them. Yeah. Just ain't going to do it. Not going to happen. We have to, you got to, it's Ronnie Lott, who was a defensive back for the San Francisco 49ers, said when he, after a game that they won a Super Bowl, he said, we left it all on the field. We need to go out there and leave it out there. There you go. Ain't it great? Time has come. For 51. The news from Town Hall is brought to you on KCNR Shasta Reading by Shasta Regional Medical Center. Your life.